Hello and welcome to the Battle Line Podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me today in the room is the Director of Publications for All Things Salvation Army, Major M-A-J-O-R, Jamie Satterley. Jamie, how are you doing today? I am only okay today, but it's all right. It'll get better. Life's crazy. It is a rainy day. It's a rainy, windy day here in Alexandria. The weather has changed and it is uh, affecting moods all around. Um, (laughs) We also have with us our co-host, our producer, the one who makes this whole thing work, the national, I'm just making up a title, director of multimedia experiences, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I am so super lovely. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. It may be, what's the song? It may be winter outside, but it's summertime in my heart. That's That's, a song. I don't know. I think so. Did you just make it up? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Get in the studio. (laughs) Summertime in my heart. There it is. I remember it from training. Yep. Oh, you're right. I do remember that song now. Though it's winter, it is summer in my heart. Yep. Yep. There it is. All right, Jamie, fire us off, please. What are we talking about today? I don't even know anymore. Listen, today we have an exciting celebration. Uh, we are celebrating the Battle Line's first birthday. Hey, reggae horn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Party. We need a little party poppers or something. Uh, yeah. So we are uh, excited. It's it's crazy to me that it's been a whole year. It doesn't feel like it's been a year. Is This year, I feel like, has just flown by. Um, but we are happy to have reached this milestone. So we thought it would be fun to kind of go through some other um, some other birthdays throughout Salvation Army history, kind of talk about what was happening uh, in the world at the time that they were born. Uh, so it'll kind of be a fun game you can play uh, along. Matt is torturing us today with trying to guess when when events occurred, which is not my forte. <laughs> Let me just say that right out, right out the box. Welcome <laughs> to history. Not my thing. Welcome to history class today, children. So yes, as Major Jamie read, here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to give you a Salvation Army persona. You guys are going to try to guess what year they were born in. Folks at home, yell into your radio. We can hear you. And then what we'll do is we'll talk about some of the other things that were happening in the world at that time and have some serious faith conversations about that too. All right. Clear as mud. Awesome. Here we go. The first one. William and Catherine Booth were born in the same year. Okay. William and Catherine Booth were born in the same year. Anybody want to take a guess? I know this is hard. You can't get the exact year. So let's just try to say, can you get it within the span of 10 years? I'll give you a decade, either direction. Okay. I'm trying to do the maths because I know when he died. So I'm like, "Mm, let me roll it back. When did he die? Knowing when the Salvation Army started, Salvation Army started 1865. So he had to to be at least 20 years old when that happened, right? I'm going to say... I like this. I like the logic you're going here. 1832. Okay, good guess. Good guess. Elizabeth, where do you want to go? I'm going to go 1843. Okay, good job. Major Jamie gets close. 1829. 1829. Very good. So William Booth and Catherine Booth were both born the same year that the typewriter was invented. For those Gen Z out there who have no idea what a typewriter (laughs) is. What's a typewriter? It's like it's like a keyboard and a printer in one. 
with no monitor. <laughs> All right. Um, the, you know, William and Catherine Booth, they would be celebrating a 192-year birthday today, this month, if they were still with us, if they were promoted to glory, but good for them. Major Jamie, quick follow-up question. How many countries was the Salvation Army in in 1829? None. God. In 1829, it was in none countries. They were I, just born. You got me. I tried to trick you. I tried to trick you. So so here's some of the things that were happening in 1829, the same year that William and Catherine Booth were born. Andrew Jackson became president of the United States. By the way, if you've never read what happened after Andrew Jackson's inaugural, when like he was called the people's president at the time, and they all ran into the White House and like made a mess of it, you need to check that out. Andrew Jackson, read about that. Scotland Yard was formed. The original cop drama was formed in 1829. And also, one of the big things that, that was, was the going precursor on, to Paw Patrol. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> this are tip top governor, something like that. Uh, now that I've offended well, now all of you. offended, uh, yeah, have, the, have our <laughs> listeners. England's not going to sponsor the show. So, all right. What was going on in America and the United States in 1829 was the second. Second Great Awakening was happening. That was like the second, um, uh, the term we use for like revival that was going on. It was spreading out throughout throughout the United States during that time. 1829 just got got swept up into that. So let's talk a bit about that little bit for a second. We, you know, we've heard a lot of people say they want revival in the world today. What is that? And uh, is it possible for that to happen again? Anybody? Oh, I think it's definitely possible. It's but it's also one of those things that is not entirely man-made, right? That's God moving in people's hearts. And think, you know, people have to respond. Certainly man has a role to play in that. But I don't think it's something that we can manufacture. Sure. You know, growing up, I always thought I I didn't know what I was a Salvation Army kid. I thought revivals were always something that was scheduled, right? That was one. <laughs> that was one. Uh, it's every year you got to have one. One week a year you schedule <laughs> revival. So when people were saying, oh, I hope revival breaks out. I was like. Oh, you just schedule those, don't you? That's right. You put it on the calendar. It has to break out. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought we did. Mark Mark Sayers is a good is a, is a good author that I've been trying to read. I'm very slowly reading his book, Reappearing Church, but it talks about revival and what's revivals needed in in the Western civilization. But he says this: personal renewal leads to corporate change. Personal renewal leads to corporate change, which I think all of us are praying for. Renial, oh, renial. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> renewal. That's what happens Re when you are renewed and revived. That's a you cool word. I just put, I just invented right there. That's it's right. Easy New, word new theology term over renewal here. Renewal and revival. <laughs> but that, all that to say, like we all people, we clamor all the time. We we cry out for revival. And I would say first, right, we need to check yourself. Right, check yourself. Humility has to come. Hum, you know, there has to be a uh, repentance of sin before any revival breaks out, and that's what we should be praying for for our, for that. So, yeah, it's uh, interesting to me too. We do call it revival because that's just like the historical term. What we say when we have special meetings, um, but it's funny to me that like we're, we've scheduled a revival this week. We're praying for revival, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, well this this is our one opportunity this year. If it doesn't happen this year, <laughs> put it on the calendar for next year. Like, no, God, you know. Uh, Oftentimes, I think, too, it happens when you least expect it, right? It's not like we're scheduling this. We're, we're like, okay, I'm, I'm putting this on the calendar, God, so now the rest is up to you. Like, no, it's when we're living out, you know, our everyday life, doing the things that, like you said, to be renewed, to grow in Him, 
And then, you know, it, it kind of happens through the moving of his spirit, not because we put it on a calendar. But I understand, like, that's just tradition, what we call it. Yep. All right, let's move on to our second Salvation Army persona. General, put some respect on his name. I guess I should have said General William Booth, too. He's cool with it. He's cool. Him and I, we, we're cool. Hey, you want to know a fun fact? Something I learned, and I probably should have known this because we never say it, but do you know that Catherine Booth, despite being the co-founder of the Salvation Army, never had an official rank? I did know that. I did know that. Well... I, we should erase my fun fact then. <laughs> let, well, let's give her, we'll just give her one. Give her one. I, give she her should one. be general. I know you can only have one at a time. Co-general. General in my heart. Co-general. General in my heart, Catherine Booth. Because Catherine Booth, she's out there doing the stuff. She was the preacher. You know, she did a lot of the preaching. And a lot of times when he preached, she was writing his material. Hey, hey, he was kind of the visionary, like casting vision, having all, having the ideas. Like this, and she was kind of the one, like, with the details, going out there preaching. She it's was true. a, she was. It was just as much Catherine as it was William, but you know, patriarchy. I feel like Cat, I feel like Catherine Booth <laughs> would be uh, doing what Major Jamie does for me and editing my emails before I send an email. She, you know, Catherine Booth. <laughs> She's would probably, like, uh, if William Billy, Booth you can't email, say that. Yeah, she'd be like, you can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> All right, so we moved to General Bramwell Booth, the son of. William and Catherine Booth, one of many. All right. What year was he born? Take a guess. Again, the the Okay, they were Booths born were in the born 29. 18, 29. When was Bramwell Booth born? 18 okay. Correct. You've got the right century. 54. Ooh, such a great guess. So close. Elizabeth, what do you think? 1852? 1856. If Bramwell Booth was alive with us today, he would be 165 years old. Do you know what was invented in 1856? The first egg Bramwell beater. Bramwell Booth. Sorry. What? <laughs> oh, you got me good. You got me good. I'm sorry. So, I interrupted you. What was invented in 1856 besides Bramwell the Booth? The egg beater with moving the egg beater with moving parts was invented in 1856. Oh, that's a little thing like you would hold it at the top right and it had like the little roto wheel. The thing you've seen you on the wall, see my motions, Barrel. but I'm yeah. over here doing the motions. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ben is the name of the bell inside the tower, right? In London, we we always look at the clock and say that's Big Ben. It's actually the name of the bell inside. And Big Ben, the bell was actually cast in 1856. All right, uh, South Carolina senator uh, named Brooks. This was when the Civil War was kind of getting. A little bit, not started, but like it's still a couple of years off. But uh, like South Carolina Senator Brooks actually caned, like whipped a Massachusetts uh, Senator Sumner back then. So uh, read about that. That's funny. You think our politics are crazy now after all that happened. Wait till you see have senators whipping each other with wood canes uh, in 1856. And finally, here's the last one. Uh, interesting fact I learned about in 1856. Christmas was finally made legal Did in you say New finally I'm listen renival <laughs> and finally <laughs> Christmas was finally legal to celebrate in New England Elizabeth get your people after being two after Christmas being banned in New England for 200 years because the puritans thought that it was a uh, sinner's holiday 
that it was a pagan holiday. And so Christmas was finally legal to celebrate after 200 years in 1856. So Elizabeth, what do you have to say for your people? My people could celebrate. That's right. Party hard. Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> How about we move to Samuel Logan Bringle, the holiness writer. Oh, Samuel Logan Bringle. What year do you think Samuel Logan Bringle was born? I'll give you a hint. He is younger than Bramwell Booth. Younger than Bramwell Booth. Okay. Eight. 1962. Close. All right, Elizabeth. Wait, didn't we determine he was younger or older yes. than? He's the younger last guy? than Bramwell Booth. Oh, he's younger. Wow. Younger, younger. I was going the wrong way with that. Okay. <laughs> Let's go uh, 1874. 1860. 1860. Oh, Very good. One of these times I don't get it. Samuel Logan Bringle would be 161 today if uh, he was hanging out with us. Uh, Major Jamie, how many countries was the Salvation Army in in 1860? None. None <laughs> countries. I'm, one of these times I'm going to get you. <laughs> All right. So what was going on in the time in the world when Samuel Logan Bringle was, uh, was invented, as Jamie said earlier? The vacuum cleaner <laughs> was invented. Hey! Shout out. Shout out to the vacuum cleaners. The American Civil War starts. For those of you who are in history class, Abraham Lincoln is elected, of course. And I found out this little fun fact. In 1860, we had the longest boxing match in English history. One boxing match went two and a half hours, 42 rounds of boxing. Listen, I feel like I would have just been like, I'm just going to lay down because I'm really tired of getting hit in the face. <laughs> so I'm going to throw this one to you, Jamie. This one's coming to you. You ready? This okay. was also 1860 was the first time that Catherine Booth, who you just shouted out there, preached publicly. First time she preached publicly was in 1860. So let's talk about women preaching in the Salvation Army today. Oh, yes. Let's go for it. The, the mic is yours. <laughs> no, I just think, uh, you know... This is such a tough thing because you th you think the temptation is to think it's 2021. Why are we still talking about this? Women can vote. Women can work. Women have rights to education. Oh, well, let's just remember, though, that just because we have uh, the rights here doesn't mean we have the rights everywhere. Uh, there are lots of places in the world today where girls do not have equal access to education. They do not have equal access to the workforce, uh, freedom of choice. And when I say freedom of choice, I'm talking about things like marriage. <laughs> like, uh, you know, what I'm going to wear today, all those kind of things. Ooh, um, good, 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 uh, good detail. Even, even here, I mean, even around the world today, this is not women having the ability to preach is not a thing in every denomination. There are some which, um, not only encourage, not only allow, but empower their women, uh, to their women. That sounds like such a terrible term, but al allow women to be teachers and preachers and hold you know, every level of office within the church. Uh, that's not the case in every denomination across the world, even across America. There are some who where, who do not hold that theological belief that women should be able to teach and preach. But Salvation Army has been doing it from the very beginning. Like we just heard Catherine Booth, even before the Salvation Army started, Catherine Booth was out there doing her thing, teaching, teaching, preaching, getting the word uh, of God out there. As she should. And I would say the same thing for, if I can speak to like husbands out there, <laughs> I would say that as a thing, especially in the Salvation Army, it, ego is something, male ego, 
is something that I try to explain to Major Jamie quite a lot. Um, but it's one of those things that needs to be like mansplaining. Just kidding. Keep going. Sorry. Man, I was going to make a great (laughs) spiritual point. I'm sorry. We will have no renival in here today. That's right. I, I, I take it back. I was just going to say, dudes, it's like one of those things as a husband, you know, uh, with like, there's just very much a thing that that needs to be surrendered to Jesus too. We say, I surrender all. And that ego that we have, where if like our wife was placed in a leadership position higher than us, some of you guys are like, oh yeah, I'm all for this as long as it's other people. But my wife, you know, listen, that's one of those things that needs to be surrendered at the cross for sure. All right. We say we give all, that's one of those things we need to give all. All right. So check that ego, dudes. And by that, I'm talking to myself, looking at myself in the video camera right now, saying the very same thing. All right. All right. Speaking of empowered women, let's move on to General Evangeline Booth. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. Fire. That's a fire pistol right there. What year do you think she was born in? She's younger. Okay. She's than, younger than Bramwell. Definitely. Younger than Bringle. Yes. The question was, is, was she born before or after the founding of the Salvation Army? What if I tell you it was the same year? Oh, then I know it. 1865. That's right. Evangeline Booth was born. uh, Sorry, Elizabeth, I didn't give you a chance to, uh, but you knew it already. Duh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, Evangeline Booth was born in 1865. She's the same age as the Salvation Army. Evangeline would be 156 this year. So happy birthday, Salvation Army, 156 years old. Do you know that? What was, I'm sorry. Yeah. In 1865, do you know what was invented? This blew my mind. The cowboy hat. <laughs> what a huge year. The cowboy also, hat. that seems we would, late. Well, we think Wild Wild West was the 1880s, right? Around that time. So, yeah, it makes sense. The The I modern guess. cowboy hat that we know was invented in 1865. Major Jamie, how many countries was the Salvation Army in in 1865? Well, technically, the Salvation Army was still in none countries, but the Christian mission would have been in one. Let's try to Try to history explain me. All right. Good. Yes. What was also going on in the world in 1865, the American Civil War ends. Lincoln is assassinated. And what we have here is both. This this is something to talk about because this is an interesting thing that happened in the United States history in 1865. You have Americans killing each other in the Civil War, but both of them said that God is on our side. Right. Like the 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 northern, the the federal side of this said, you know, God is for us, you know. Rebels will be punished and all these things. But then the Southern, the Confederacy as well, was all these was saying God's on our side. So here's my question to you both. Do you think that God, in those instances, does God take sides? Does God want one football team to win over another? Does God want one Atlanta Braves team to win a World Series over somebody else? What do you think? Um, well, the Houston Astros are filthy cheaters. Which I do not feel like is supported by God. So I'm going to say that, yes, he would like the Atlanta Braves Spicy take. To, to win. No, I don't think God really well, we've cares. we've lost all of our but, Houston listeners. Yeah. I don't think that uh, God really cares about all that. I mean, he cares about what's important to us. But, what's in, you know, I, I'm on this side. Somebody else might be rooting for that team. We're both equally important in God's eyes. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Moving to the modern era, General Eva Burroughs, our second 
female general. What year do you think General Eva Burroughs? Now, I will give you a hint. She just passed away pretty recently, within the last couple yes. of years. I remember her ish. Okay. I mean, I was really yeah, young. I shook her hand. I met her once and shook her hand. So. Yeah. Wow. So she has got to be similarly aged to our grandparents. So I am going to say 1928. Oh, one year off. All right, Elizabeth, you want to take a guess? <sighs> oh, this is huge. Up or down, up or down. 1927. 1929. Oh, <laughs> we always choose to go the wrong way. Oh, my gosh. I hate multiple choice. 1929 was a huge year in the Salvation Army. If you've read the book, 1929. Uh, sunglasses were invented in 1929. Hey. Oh, Eva I, I would sure like a pair of sunglasses. Eva Burroughs <laughs> would have been 92 years old this year. All right. Elizabeth, Matt lost my sunglasses in the lake this summer. <laughs> Major Matt, what I are you doing? We jumped yeah. off the party barge and I let them go by accident. But uh, listen, I love the, the party barge. <laughs> That's not a, what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> there's a really, there's a fish swimming around Lake Dale Hollow right now that looks real cool. Real slick. <laughs> um, in 1929, we got the first Salvation Army High Council. The first time ever. Uh, Mother Teresa started her work in India in 1929. We also have the first Oscars ever in 1929. So what was going on in the church in the United States in 1929 was the Great Depression was making its way through the United States. And because of that, budgets were cut in churches. Ministers were dismissed, were let go. And churches, memberships declined and churches had to close. Right. So what that doesn't seem to uh, sometime, you know, too different from what we're facing today. What do you think? I concur. <laughs> I'm sorry. My mind was wondering. Still on the sunglasses. Yes. I think it, it is like there, there, I don't like that defeated attitude. I think we have sometimes have too many Christians walking around already with I'm a, we're defeated attitude. You know, we're never gonna get back to what we were, which is a, not the best mindset anyway. But no, we don't, that's right. We don't always want to be what we were. Yeah. To walk Isn't around that the whole point of growing in, in Jesus is to not be what we were. To walk Let's move forward. Yeah. Walking the best around days to, are ahead. That's good. Walking around defeated is just, uh, you know, not a great attitude to have, especially for sure. <laughs> All right. General Paul Rader. General Paul Rader. When was General Paul Rader a born? Oh. I will give you a You're hint. You're making me do the math. His niece works in this office right behind me. All right. No way. Yes way. Yeah. Carolyn yeah. Bailey is his niece. Okay, what that year is, is it? Bananas. It's 2021. He is still alive. He is the general that was uh, in line of succession. I don't know the best phrase for that. He's the last general we've who is still uh, living. Who's What's the word I'm he's trying the, to say here? Yes, he's the oldest still living general. But not the oldest in age. Oldest in the line of succession. In the order that he was the general. Yes. <laughs> That's really he was confusing. Also the, oh, well, before you, I'll give you the fan fun facts. Let's hear that guess. All right. When Nin was Paul 1935. Rader? One year off. All right. 
Here we go, Elizabeth. Up or down? I'm going to be consistent. 1934. 1934. <laughs> Yay. Listen, born. fun story. We were talking through uh, this with our uh, kids and Lillian Googled it. She didn't tell me any hints, which is why I was wrong. Uh, Cause I told her, don't give me hints, Lily, but she wanted to know. And so she, sh- she saw the year on the phone and then she showed it to her sister who said, is this older or younger than Nana? <laughs> to which I said, ah, don't tell Nana. So mom, if you're listening, so sorry. I corrected them and told them Nana is the youngest of the grandparents and she's way younger than General Raider. General, I love the youth. General Paul Raider was born in 1934. He's 87 and he's still with us. Um, in 1934, the modern trampoline was invented in 1934. Wait, what's the modern trampoline? I love trampolines. What's the, what there, was before the modern trampoline? The prehistoric trampoline. <laughs> There will be no further, please don't question. There will be no further questions (laughs) received. Major Jamie, since you've got this, hmm, how many countries was the Salvation Army in, in 1934? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Don't you love, Uh, I see you picked up that phone. I sure did. Take a guess, take a guess, take a guess. (laughs) Somebody's holding a Nerf gun at you and demands to know the answer. Take a guess. No, I will not take a guess. Hold on, I'm thinking. 81. 81. Oh, that's a lot. Was in 81 countries by 1934. Evangeline Booth was elected general that year as well. A little prison called Alcatraz opened up for the first time in 1934 as well. And Bonnie and Clyde were killed uh, that year as well. Here's something that was going on in world history that we could just talk about a little bit because I think we need to have that boldness again in our world today. Confessing Church was formed in 1934. This was the group of churches that stood against the Nazi regime that was trying to unify all the Protestant churches into the in Germany to the Nazi party. And the Confessing Church, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was one of the founders of this, stood against them. So can we talk about this? Like, what do you think about churches standing against political parties, standing against governments? What's your thoughts on this? I think that the Christian should always stand against injustice and what's wrong. If that is the government, then okay. Yeah, I mean, it's I got, think wrong is wrong no matter who's doing the wrong. And it's, I mean, it's a dangerous position. I mean, look what happened to Dietrich Bonhoeffer in the Confession Church. I mean, you know, it's a dangerous position to be in when when churches say no. To this, I think in our in our country today, I think we do see some churches who um, stand up and say no, but also um, they but can be they standing up. Yeah, there's some churches no. who go ahead, finish your thought. No, I'm just saying. I think that we have to be careful. We have, this it's a dicey situation. There's a lot of nuance here, right? Yeah. There's a big difference between standing up against genocide and standing up against some foolish things that we choose to get wrapped up in. Right. Um, so yes, like if things that we know to be wrong are worth taking a stand against. No, I think the part of the problem is today that the church has gotten very wrapped up in politics. And sometimes those things are more about allegiance to a party than they are about whether the politics of that party are right or wrong. Um, and so 
then it becomes, it also is very easy for us to say, to use God's word to justify whatever we want to believe. Um, you know, anything can be taken out of context and be twisted to mean what you want it to mean. So I think we have to be very careful about how we say this, that, that yes. But I do, I think that there are, there are things that are just flat out wrong and the church should be standing against it. Genocide is one of those things. Racism is one of those things. I think this goes back to our conversation we we're talking about with Evangeline Booth in 1865 about how in the Civil War, both sides claimed that God was on their side. I think it's the exact same conversation here where we have to be careful that God, we, we, we say God is on our side, right? Or God is on, um, we, God is on our side. He's not for them. He's not on the other people's side. And we see that a little bit. And unfortunately in our politics today, there are People who say God is with us in this, and there are people who say no, God is with us in this. Again, God will not be used to be a means, just to be a means of an end for a worldly purpose. All right. No, I think that there are policies on both sides that probably line up with what is that, what God's heart is, and there are policies on both sides that don't. So to claim that one or the other has the equal backing of God is just not. Correct. I think we need to have the courage too today to be willing to be able to stand up and say, no. I mean, as Dietrich Bonhoeffer in the Confession Church said, no, you're not going to form all of the Protestant churches in Germany into a Nazi regime. We're going we're gonna to stand up against that. We need that boldness again in our world today, for sure. All right, let's move on to our current general, General Brian Peddle. He may be listening, so be careful when you <clears throat> say his age. So. Okay, I am imagining that General Petal is similarly aged to our parents. So, you would be correct in that thinking. And he's been the general for a couple of years. I don't know his exact age, but I would imagine that he's probably approaching retirement age. As both of sets of our parents are approaching retirement age. Sorry, mom and dad, mom, pop. Uh, I, I am going to guess 1950. Seven. She nailed it, Elizabeth. Sorry, I can't oh come gosh. to you. She got it exactly. General Brian Peddle was born in 1957. He's 64. Sorry, General, to tell everybody your age. So he was also, born. That's the same year. Oh, never mind. I shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> so that's the same year your dad was born. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting family business all out here today. Um, he was born the same year that the sugar packet was invented. <laughs> What a year. What a year. Also, <laughs> a little thing called bubble wrap was invented in 1957. The Salvation Army was in 89 countries in 1957. And The Cat in the Hat by Dr. Seuss was published in 1957. Also, we have Billy Graham's very first crusade. His very first crusade. So we talked about revival earlier, Major Jamie. What do you think about crusades? Are they still relevant in our world today? Oh, not I like think... not trying to go back and get Jerusalem with knights and stuff. Yeah, not those not kind of crusades. crusades but <laughs> yes. like uh, revival crusades. Yeah, I, I shouldn't mean, say sure, revival. Sorry, just anything, crusades. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing uh, wrong with it, and we just see them differently now, right? I mean, like you, you still have when Billy Graham had a crusade, he had music. He preached. We still have those things. We just call them different stuff. We still have, you know, different events, Catalyst Conference, Orange Conference, 
you know, all the if gatherings where it's the same thing. It's teaching and music. We still do it. It's still valuable. If it's helping people grow closer to the Lord. Sure. Why not? Cool. I think, yeah, that's great. I also think it, we talk a lot about this is that as the church, it's okay to think of things as growing smaller, growing, growing, um, smaller, not like deteriorating, but you can grow small, like relationships, having relationships with the people in your core, a discipleship relationship is just as important as a crusade with 10,000 people at it. If you know the names of the people in your core, you ask them how their spiritual life is growing. How's their soul? How are they um, growing in the Lord? Are they reading their Bible? Are they spending time in prayer? And helping one another along with just one-on-one relationship that is equal to or more important than a crusade in which 75,000 people are filling an arena. Cool. All right. We have two left. Let's move to our current national commander. Matt, do not do this to me. Hold on. I'm going to have to do the maths. Commissioner Kenneth Hodder. Commissioner Hotter. Yes, sir. It's right. If you get this wrong, we'll make Elizabeth go first. Oh my gosh. So if we Holy get this moly. wrong, because if we get this wrong, we might be moved. And that will, uh, that'll be at the end of the battle line podcast. So here we go. Uh, Elizabeth, take a stab. When is commissioner Kenneth Hotter? What year was he born? I'm going to say he is around the age of my parents. Okay. 1960. Oh, you are two years off. All right. Go ahead, Major Jamie. Up or down? 1958. 1958 is correct. Hey. All right. That is the age of our parents. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Sorry, Commissioner. (laughs) Wow. We're going to move. Yeah. Both both my dad and Matt's mom were born in 1958. Now, also sorry to our parents. (laughs) The The zip tie was invented in 1958. The Salvation Army was still in 89 countries. Elvis Presley was drafted into the U.S. Army in 1958. The National Guard had to go to a little place called Central High School in Little Rock um, because of the desegregation of schools there. Alaska, there's going to be some guy out there who's going to call me on this. Alaska became a state on January 3rd, 1959, but all of the work was processed on 1958. So I'm going to say Alaska became a state at the end of 1958, but I know I'm going to get an email from that one person who's going to be like, huh, you're wrong, Major. He was born in Alaska. It's 1959. So if that's you, I get it. Chill. We're cool. All right. A little <laughs> thing called ramen was invented. Packaged ramen. <laughs> no Wait, like ramen the dish or just ramen no like way. you can get it in the store the, now? The, the, the like ramen cups? you... Like ramen you can get in the store now, in the packet, not in the gotcha. cup. In the, the, pa- in the, packet. the packages of ramen were invented. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, It yes, became yes. available to the peoples. Why all, and all the college changed forever in 1958. <laughs> Listen, Here's I'm pretty amazing... sure that my daughter subsists pretty, I mean, I would say a very considerable part of her diet is ramen, which is terrible. But she is addicted. <laughs> Here, Here's an amazing stat that I found out. I would say that the Salvation Army... Now, this is my opinion, that the, the, the golden age of the Salvation Army in the United States of America might have been the 1950s. And not just the Salvation Army, but church in general, because uh, half of Americans went to church on a Sunday in the 1950s. One out of every two Americans living in this country in the 1950s went to church on a Sunday. It was something that was expected. And maybe, I shouldn't say golden age, but let me ask you this. Do you think that we pine for the good old days 
Do you think that that's I, maybe what the <clears throat> church is gets a little frustrated about? Because we remember one out of every two Americans were went, and now that number I don't know what that number is today. I would dare say it's probably what one out of five maybe Americans go to church on a Sunday. I have uh, two things to say about this. One. Go. Just because they were the good old days for some people doesn't mean they were the good old days for all the people. Nailed it. Uh, which is why we are saying in the same year we were having desegregation in school. Uh, we should never have had to have that because it should have been happening all along. Saying we that again never, for the people in the back. Never should have been subjugation of people. So like, just kindly remember, it may have been good for your peoples, but that doesn't mean it was good for all the peoples. Nailed it. Keep uh, going. And your second point. Yeah, the second point is just because people go to church doesn't mean they're right with God. So Woo-hoo! it may be good for the business of – and business of church sounds bad. It may be good for like – For the numbers. For, for the, the, numbers. the church, not as a people but as an as an organization. It may, be, it may have been good for them, but that doesn't mean everything – like that, that all the people who were participating were doing the things they should have been doing, hence why there was so much trouble. Major Jamie spitting, spitting fire. That right there was worth the whole price of the episode. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth, you can edit everything else out. Just okay. leave. Sorry, That's just it. This one part. All right. Last one. This is not a person. This is a country. All oh, right. Oh, gosh, Matt. This isn't even hard. When, at least with the people, I have a frame of reference. Last question. For our people at home, take a guess. When, and don't Google it. When I am did Googling the Sal- it. <laughs> when did the Salvation Army begin the work in the country of Greenland. When did the Salvation Army begin work in the country of Greenland? Who wants to guess? I'll guess. I won't cheat. Go for it. <laughs> I'm going to go with 1972. Good guess. Nowhere Major close. <laughs> Nowhere this close. Sorry. <laughs> l- uh, later, right? It's Late, in this like recently. Century. Oh my gosh. Yes. 2012. It is in the same century that we're in. Sorry. You cheat so bad. <laughs> I was only like, what, 50 years off? You were fi- uh, 40 you were, years? Uh, 40 years off, somewhere okay. around there. That's okay. Yes, 2012. Supposedly, oh, so the Army in Greenland is nine years old. Wow. This year. Major Jamie. Younger than my children. You spit that fire at us <laughs> on the last one, and then you... You, you cheated, but that's okay. In 2012, a little thing called The Hunger Games debuted in theaters. Oh. A little, movie, a little no. movie called The Avengers debuted in 2012. The Rock defeated John Cena at WrestleMania. That shows how much has happened in night years. They were still wrestling. They weren't acting. Uh, Disney. I was say, when's the last time? Is that the last time that The Rock was in a wrestling ring? <laughs> Disney bought Star Wars that year for $4 billion. A great year for pop culture. And last thing, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the world ended in 2012. Because remember, that was when we had Jay the Sean. whole... I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> no. about. Go for it. What is that? What is that? I think it's a song. I could, I, I, I'm almost sure that Jay Sean, Jay Sean had a song called yeah. 2012. Well, 2012 was when the world was supposed to end because yeah. remember the my the Mayan calendar was supposed oh. to run out. Listen, we have so many of those I can't remember anymore. Y two K Mayan calendar. So, yes, it ain't the <laughs> end. Featuring Nicki Minaj. <laughs> okay, there you go. Well, Ed, you're right, Elizabeth. It is not the end because we are still here. We are. So does that mean we're living in some kind of apocalyptic? Listen, apocalyptic society. It sure feel like it. Like filled future. 
<laughs> so last talking point here about 2012 was in 2012 is when it came out in the survey that we have the we had the goal what the like the church where a half of American in the 50s were going to church every Sunday. In 2012, the statistics said we have the rapidly uh, increase of the word nuns, people who said they have no religious affiliation at all. They are atheists. They're agnostic. So a rapidly, it, it scared people. It scared the church to see how the rapidly increasing of the nuns, uh, not N-U-N-S, but N-O-N-E-S. <laughs> so thoughts on that? Thoughts on on uh, the rise of people saying they have no religious affiliation at any form? Oh, I mean, I have lots of thoughts on it. But I think that, um, you know, it... I, I don't think that we should be surprised by it. Um, I think it gives us a good opportunity for introspection to see, you know, what what could be the causes of these things. There are a lot of things that are influencing and affecting this, but what are things that can be done? Um, are there are these things that are causing it? Are there things that we individually can do about them? Um, you know, uh, in the Salvation Army. A couple of years ago, we did a national youth survey that talked, uh, trying to figure out the uh, the state of youth in Salvation Army ministry. For years, we had thought that the drop off level came at young adults. That young adults, once they graduated high school, and went to college, that's where the decline was. And it is true there is a decline there, but there is a much more significant decline that happens early, the middle school years, when a kid goes from elementary to middle school. So there are a lot of things. It was a great, a great report to look at it and, and realize, okay, there's something going on here that we didn't see. Uh, so what can we do about it? So I think it's important for us to, to evaluate, to look and see what, what is causing this leaving of the church, whether it's middle school, whether it's young adults, whether it's young families, and to see, okay, is there something in me that's participating in that? Um, are there things that I can do to help prevent that? Are there changes that I can help make? Am I part of systems that help facilitate an exodus? If so, how can I help change the systems? Um, but I, I, you know, we, we shouldn't be surprised, but the Bible talks about it. <laughs> so we shouldn't be surprised that it's happening, but just because we know that it's going to happen doesn't mean that we should just sit by and watch as people are lost. There's still work for us to do. Let's not look at it as, uh, you know, all, all negative. It is negative, but let's look at it as an opportunity uh, for us to participate in God's story. For sure. I think uh, that's a great way to look at it, Major Jamie. And that'll be a good way to end this is that these are all opportunities these are all opportunities. All throughout the history we've seen here, there's some things that are happening in the church that have been highs. There have some that have been lows, but it's always an opportunity. God does not change, and he has given us the privilege of speaking his word. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And so we just keep speaking that, and we do what we can. And it's an opportunity. It's a privilege and an opportunity to do this work. Yeah, and I think it's important to realize that like you, you can make a difference in your own individual life. All these people that we talked about today, um, you know, I mean, they're not like famous, famous in the world. They're pretty substantial names in the Salvation Army. Um, but 
each of them had a role to play, you know, in in changing the world in some way. You have William and Catherine Booth who founded the Salvation Army and you know are able now all these years 100 what 156 years later are helping millions of people every year with food and clothing. All that came from the vision of these two people who loved God and had a heart for humanity. Um, you know, same thing, Samuel Logan Bringle, who taught so much about holiness. He was just one guy. That's just one guy. Uh, pro- participating in the holiness movement has so much impact and influence on salvationists across the world. Um, you know, you got the the current general, our current national commander, the whoever decided that they were going to plant the flag in Greenland. Um, you know, these are just one people, one person who, you know, listened to the voice of God and was obedient to what God was doing in their lives. And they had some, some role to play in changing the fabric of society. So again, let's just take a look at, you know, what's going on. What are the problems? That's how the Salvation Army started. William Booth, Catherine Booth, they saw a problem. They're like, okay, well, we can help fix it. There are lots of problems happening in the world today. Lots of them. So what can we do? You, you, one person can make a difference, change the world. A lot, a lot of this stuff. Oh, did you, sorry, Elizabeth, did you? Oh, you're no, just, I was just champion, champion just, support. Fist pumping me. Up, <laughs> gassing up, gassing <laughs> yes. up, Major Jamie. Um, there, a lot of this information today came out of the Salvation Army yearbook. If you don't have a Salvation Army yearbook, you should get one. It's a great piece of information, great resource for you that we have. So my last question comes from this, a bonus question I didn't tell you about. Are you oh, ready gosh. for this? If you get this, I'll give you a shiny packet of ramen from 1958. <laughs> there it is. The Salvation Army yearbook says, and it's chron- uh, chronology, when was the first youth councils held? What year do you feel the first youth councils was held? Major Jamie, you think you know the answer. How fast can my computer work? Not because I'm Googling it, but because we did a timeline on this in Peer Magazine, and I'm pretty sure that... The first youth councils was on that list. The question right, is, where did I say that list? Here we go. Take a guess. Eighteen. The first two numbers are correct. Eighty-seven. Oh, so close. Within a decade, Elizabeth. Eighteen. Ninety-six. 1897. Oh, you're the, so close, Elizabeth. Yeah, so close. I'm going to have to go first, back and look at my notes. I'm pretty sure that was on that timeline, or at least was on part of the some of the dates that were used to create that timeline. The first United Youth Councils, where multiple corps got together to have youth councils, was 1897. I know a lot of our listeners are out there looking looking forward to youth councils coming back. Uh, hopefully, well, I guess, well, yeah. It should be coming back for everybody, hopefully, in 2022. Yeah, some, some people just got finished with one. so that's For great. sure. In person. So, all right, Major Jamie, you want to ask us our last question of the day? Yes. So, as always, our question of the week, question of the episode, what is bringing you joy? You want to go first today, Matt? Yeah. The Atlanta Braves are in the World Series. Now, at the time of this recording, it's tied one game to one. But I am an Atlanta Braves fan. Braves fan. Um, I cheer for Atlanta in the other sports as well, but there's not much to cheer for there. Sorry, my Falcons, but man, geez Louise. But um, the Atlanta Braves, I remember sitting as a 12-year-old boy in uh, my family's living room, 
staying up late. I got to stay up late to watch the, the Atlanta Braves win the World Series in 1995. And it's just been a drought since then. It was before you were born, Elizabeth. I was going to say, what kind of year was that? So, gosh, that's terrible. Holy moly. So, all right. So that's my thing. It's giving me joy. The Atlanta Braves are in the World Series. I'm hoping this year, been praying, God is on my side. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the Atlanta Braves could uh, defeat so the Houston Astros. We've already Astros. established that the Houston Astros are dirty cheaters. And so I'm pretty sure that's not okay with Jesus. All right, Elizabeth, <laughs> how about you? What's giving you joy? Okay. Last time I talked about the hometown cha-cha-cha and then it just yes. launched my love of K-dramas. I am so invested. It is my it, hobby. K-dramas are like, I didn't even know this was a sub-genre, but these things it are like spreading the best. quick. Oh now, I have to admit, I'm not, like I said, not the Squid Game stuff. I'm looking at the good material on the Netflix. <laughs> Shots. Shots at Squid Game right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, I mean, K-pop is so popular in the Salvage in the yes. Army, in the United States. Of, I mean, oh my gosh. And now you have K-drama. What is with like Americans? We are just our love with Korea. It's fun to, I mean, it's fun to see like how you, there are just waves in pop culture and it's Korea's moment. Go ahead. Live your best life, South Korea. My boyfriend's about to wear a plaid suit and turtleneck every day of his life now. <laughs> it's all the rage. <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to need you to post pictures. They can be our little picture on our little battle so line. So rad. Podcast. Yes. <laughs> Listen, though, those, those dramas and that pop music from Azerbaijan slaps. You have no idea how amazing that is. I need another country. Let me say it again. Those dramas and those pop music that comes out of Mongolia, that mm pop. <laughs> mm pop. Hansen. Like Hansen, Hansen comes out of Mongolia. <laughs> that stuff slaps. Oh. All right, Major Jamie, what's giving you joy? Uh, well, right now, mm pop is giving me. <laughs> it's giving me. Mongolian joy. pop music. All right. What is giving me joy? This week, what is giving me joy? This is not protecting the vibe at all, <laughs> but what is giving me joy is modern medicine and good health insurance. Uh, this has been a rough couple of weeks in the Saturday for the Saturday children, uh, but so I'm thankful for modern medicine and for good doctors, but also thankful that um, we have the uh, the huge blessing of having good health insurance. That is not true for all the peoples across America and all the peoples across the world. So again, let us see what we can do to make a difference in the lives of our fellow man. All right. Elizabeth, Jamie, happy birthday. Thanks for sticking Yay, with me for happy a year. Birthday. Episode 26 in the books. One That's year. a lot of shenanigans. That's right. <laughs> That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, check out our sister podcast, Fight for Good. Major Jamie, Elizabeth, what's coming up on Fight for Good? Anything awesome? Yeah, pretty soon we're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so this is the 25th re uh, National Red Kettle Kickoff Celebration happening on Thanksgiving Day. So the National Commander had the opportunity to sit down with Charlotte Jones with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and so that's going to be coming up soon. You'll be able to hear that interview. Awesome. Check out Fight for Good Podcast uh, and also check out the Peer website at peermag.org or follow Peer on the socials at peer.magazine. You should go check out peermag.org. There's a great timeline there. Looking back at Salvation Army history, it was in the December uh, 2020 issue of Peer. And so you can find it there. And there's a great timeline. Some of the stuff we talked about today is on there, like the First Youth Councils. I knew it was on there. Uh, and all kinds of other fun stuff. So go check it out. Until next time, this has been the Battle Line Podcast. Bye.
See ya.